How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. The truth is, I am Iron Man. Wherever I go, he goes. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Not Another Movie Pod. We're going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, so we're really excited about that. Hopefully you guys are too. There's going to be spoilers, so there's your warning. It's just going to be Luke and Ross today, no Zach. Let's get into it. All right, dude, what's up? What do you think about the Mando episode? Pretty similar to last week, but I think it did have a little bit more. More stakes? Yeah. Did you feel like it had more stakes? Because I felt like it had more stakes. Definitely. Because it felt like he was in real danger when he was falling through the crack. And as soon as they hit and their ship was destroyed, I was like, dude, he might be fucked. I don't know how he's going to get out of it. Well, I figured the pilots might come back and save him, but I don't know how they would have found him. I thought he was going to find some hermit in the ice or something when maybe Yoda starts crawling up to these little eggs and this chill music. It sounds like, oh, okay, peacefulness. And I'll see cracks when open and eats it. I was like, ooh, that's kind of a gross thing. And then they start shaking and you're like, what is going on, dude? And then it gets hardcore. What are the name of those spider things, dude? Rakuda. Is that mentioned in any other? Any other source of canon? Yeah, like Crate Dragon was and shit. It's kind of what I'm wondering. Crate Dragon is definitely a big one because it's actually in one of the OG movies. But this in one, the I don't, OG, yeah, I don't know about this spider thing. Screenrant.com says they're confirmed a new species, but it also, I'm reading this on entertainment, and it says that the creatures have an Empire Strikes Back origin. No shit. When that frog lady and Mando were getting out of there, I thought she was dead for sure. <laughs> dude i know i was just waiting for that big spider to stab her right in the head dude yeah. but then she started going buck wild <laughs> right <laughs> dude just frogging everywhere i didn't think she was gonna start frog leaping like that yeah that honestly took me for a loop as soon as i saw that i was like all right she's got literally the powers of a frog that's cool dude what i'm still bummed about is that we don't have any more moff gideon backstory this is just another side story when are we gonna get to the main plot line? Is that going to be in episode three? I feel like it's going to be in episode three. It's got to be. If if we're going off of last season, episode three was an, a huge banger, for a lack of better words. Was it? Wait, what was what was episode three? I'm trying to fucking... He gives a baby to the Empire Guild, and then he's like, no, fuck that. Goes, just wrecks all of Goes them. back. Oh, yeah. And then he fucks up uh, that the old guy. He's in a lot of movies. Warner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Yep. Yep. Here's the baddie. He was the OG baddie until Carlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. Sorry. Esposito stepped in, dropped his big dick on his face. Yeah. He did do that. Yeah, I remember that. I do think this one had more stakes. Yeah. What was the frog species? Is that a reference to something else or are you missing something or what's going on here? Before I get to the frog species. Okay, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk about Time this. Out. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> the spiders, dude. The spiders. Okay, you got a lock on the spiders. Break yes, it down I, for me. I have a lock. So they tie back to Ralph McQuarrie's concept art for episode five, and he showed them 
next to Luke and they're like laying eggs and shit. So they took the entire idea for this creature from just unused concept art. Oh, from some concept art. Okay. So that's from when he's on Hoth, right? It looks like Dagobah, honestly. But they made them ice spiders for this. Okay. That's actually pretty cool. So there is a reference for them. So they... They're concept art Dagobah spiders, but they morphed them into ice spiders. Okay. Yeah, which I think that's pretty cool. Going back to the source material, there's probably so much cool shit that's unused. And they're apparently called the Krikna as well. That's our, my last little tidbit on that. But the Mandalorian chapter 10, frog lady, frog species. What species is that? Because even Mando didn't know the language. Yeah, the tongue, the tongues of their people. Oh, wait, it's not a caretaker from Last Jedi. Okay. Can you just give me the answer, you stupid fucking article? <laughs> I think the species is literally just frog. Really? No. No, 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 no. No, there's not. No, it's not. Actually, you might be right. Because Amphibian it, called Frog Lady. Yeah. And no, what the fuck? He says, I don't speak frog. That's so lame. I thought I thought he was joking. I thought that was him just being kind of condescending. So it's legitimately frog. He was being how people in Guardians of the Galaxy are to, to rocket, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not a fan? I think that's kind of lame, too. I think it's kind of lame. Also, dude, what's the name of the lady that he parks his ship at in Tatooine? <laughs> yes, dude. As soon as you say- that lady is she's so lame, dude. Like she has the cheesiest lines. Every time he talks to her, it's like him talking to an NPC. I know we talked about this last episode, but she says the most generic lines that just moves the story along as easily as possible. Oh, he has the answer for you. If you talk to him and wager a bet for him, he can get you the information. Come on, guy. We got to drive this point in, honestly. This lady is an NPC. Legitimately, dude. She's like written as an NPC character. For a live show. It's ridiculous. They just keep bringing her back, too. It's uh, it's rough. Are they just trying to get like a generic person, like that kind of character in the Star Wars world? Is that what they're thinking? Yeah, I guess she just moves it along. But I, I still don't understand. Like, what do you think? Do you think they're just trying to get somebody, like an average person, somebody really relatable in there? Bro, she's not even relatable. We don't understand her. <laughs> she's definitely not relatable to me, but I'm saying... I don't know. There's some people that might relate to her, <laughs> but I'm not a fan Bro. of her character. I will say that. No, <laughs> no. I I hate it whenever she pops up, whenever Mando goes to talk to her, because she's just going to say some generic shit and move the story along. Yeah, she's not really bringing anything to the table. Why was Baby Yoda suckling on those eggs? He was chowing down, dude. Dude, why? What was so good about him, bro? I don't know. What the fuck? He's a little savage. He keeps eating all that fucking frog lady's babies. She didn't even notice either. She's like, oh, fuck. Got a few yeah, she's like, how many of my babies are gone? Whatever, I'll just take a bath with my babies. That's chill. But at the same time, if Baby Yoda hadn't have fucked up, that entire episode wouldn't have happened. Baby Yoda... Eating the eggs? No, if Baby Yoda hadn't gone and sucked on that one spider, all those other spiders wouldn't have tripped out. Oh, yes, this is 100% true. Because he that was like a chain reaction he caused, right? Yeah, that's what it felt like, at least. I thought that because that lady was in the bath for a while, right? And nothing was happening. And as soon as he did that, it 
kind of all just started going down. But also the that hot spring in the middle of the ice, that entire ice planet was kind of sketchy at the same time. Does that call back to anything? Because well, I don't know, dude. You're like saying it's not up to regulation? Yeah, dude, that <laughs> doesn't fucking make sense. That's not up to regulation. I'm not sure. <laughs> that shit is not. Ref, call a foul on that hot spring. <laughs> Overall, what do you think of the episode? Because I did think the stakes were higher. It felt higher. It felt a little scary when the spiders started popping out because I thought Mando's frog lady was going to get killed. So I was like, okay, frog lady gets killed. Mando's kind of fucked here. But you didn't know she could jump like that, though. <laughs> that's that's what you overlooked. <laughs> I know she started jumping until the shit started going down. Do you underestimate frog lady? We did underestimate frog lady. That's a fact. But... Overall, dude, yeah, this episode felt like another side mission. And yeah, the stake, okay, the stakes were higher. They felt higher because we were more invested in Frog Lady and more invested in her um, eggs. And the spiders seemed, I don't know why they seemed scarier than the crate dragon. I'm trying to think. Just because we never got to meet any of the villagers, we never really gave a fuck. I mean, the Tuscan Raiders were kind of cool, but you don't understand. I don't know. We didn't get like personal with the Tuscan Raiders in the first episode. So this episode, we kind of got more personal with Frog Lady. And so you're kind of rooting for her and Mando to get out of the situation, I think. Yeah, I think that is a good point. Because in the first one, I personally didn't find myself giving a fuck about all the people getting eaten and shit. I just didn't have really that connection with them. But this one, I was actually afraid of Mando and Baby Yoda and Frog Lady were the ones in trouble when they. They weren't really in danger in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Overall, what did we rate the first episode? You said 80, Zach said 80, and I said 83. Okay, so I, I'd i say this episode is probably like an 85. It's better than the first one. I think it's better than the first one. You think so? Do you think that there's any flaws that you might be overlooking? <laughs> what, what, flaw am I, what flaw am I overlooking? So you're saying like you see a flaw in it. What is your flaw? Something seems off, dude. Honestly, something seems off. I think it was worse than we're giving it credit for. It probably was, honestly, the dialogue between... Okay, so the whole problem here was started because of the pilot saying, hey, do you have your... New Republic, right? Something like that? Yeah, the New Republic pilot saying, do you have your... Like the ping or... Yeah, yeah. Do you have your ping? He says no. And then he goes rogue on their ass. It was kind of like a created problem that they made for Mando out of nowhere. That is one thing I didn't think about was I liked the dogfight a lot as well. It felt very, felt real. Like they weren't doing insane stunts. They, I mean, there was still unrealistic stuff in it, but it, they weren't doing like crazy stunts or anything. It was just really tight camera work too. They're just like flying through yeah, the canyons true. and shit. It was I thought it was cool. Yeah, the dogfight itself was cool, but the build-up to the dogfight was kind of a non-factor. We don't know who these guys are. All of a sudden, there's a problem. Then Mando goes fucking rogue, and there's a kick-ass dogfight. I don't know why we care about this so much. Maybe that's why I'm saying something is off, because it feels like it's all just kind of a side story. 
And I think that's why both of us think this episode was... Sorry, I'm trying to think of better words than what comes to mind. <laughs> Shitty as fuck. <laughs> Shitty as fuck. Okay, that's what you... Dude, if that's what you feel, let it loose. I mean, not shitty as fuck. Well, like we were saying, it's higher. it feels like it had higher stakes, but at the same time, it feels like it was another side story. We don't really give a fuck about this. There's no Moff Gideon. There's no... The empire that forms after... The remaining oh, the empire. First Order? Yeah. There's no First Order big baddie that we have to worry about. There's no, like, actual Sith. Or not even Sith, but... Moff Gideon's not a Sith, though, dude. No. Just somebody that's very formidable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. High-stakes shit. Yeah. At the same time, it is working towards... There is a plot behind it that he's working towards finding more Mandalorians. Because he wants to... Form a new clan or just meet other Mandalorians. But at the same time, what was the point of this episode? So he brings this frog person to the new planet and then gets a piece of information from this fucking ant guy. That was the whole point of this episode? <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. And that was also, by the way, such a lucky coincidence that this random doctor, and his name was Dr. Dr. Mandible, too. No. What the hell? No way. Yeah, legit. What? I had the subtitles on and it Dr. just kept saying Mandible. like Dr. Mandible plays his cards or something. Nah. <laughs> Dude, that's like some Halloween shit. I know. <laughs> what the fuck is with that name? Are they just having fun with it or what? That's absurd, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, dude. That sounds like some Star Wars Christmas special shit. That That is kind of bad. Okay, so once he delivers Frog Lady to her wherever the fuck she needs to go, Dr. Mandible will tell him where the next Mandalorian is. That's the whole point of this episode, correct? Yes, the frog lady will tell her. Tell him. Where does the end of this episode end again? He's puttering off into space, says, okay, I remember I remember now. And he's like, wake me up if the door's open or if we get shot at again or whatever. Yeah, we or if we get shot at. So they're pretty much petering off into space in his shitty StarCraft now. Yeah. So episode three, actually what it's probably going to be about is them repairing their ship or doing another side quest to repair the ship. You think so? Unless they do that and then throw us a curveball. Frog Lady's going to be with him in episode three. We can confirm that. I, I feel like that's easy to surmise based off the end of episode two unless they go with a time yeah. switch which i don't see happen so we earlier said that moff gideon or the remaining empire were going to be in episode three because remember you're like episode three was a crazy episode in season one so I'm, that's probably I'm not taking gonna happen back. here though yeah i'm taking that back i was just thinking about it more and i yeah that's yeah because they happen. got fr- yeah, because they got Frog Lady with them. They're going to solve the Frog Lady story. She's going to tell him where the next uh, Mandalorian is, and he's probably going to end up leaving and going to this Mandalorian, probably in episode three, right? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And just to be clear, I'm not taking that back because I already put that out there. So instead, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say I was just wrong, but I'm changing my take. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> just dead wrong. But another thing I just thought of, okay, this frog lady can't go into hyperspace because it would destroy her eggs. When did that become Wait, a rule? Can't? Yeah, that's why they had to just what? go normal. They couldn't go hyperspace because 
it would destroy her really eggs, apparently what the fuck yeah, dude that seems like the most made-up plot device bullshit i literally didn't even pick that up when was that realized throughout the episode uh the lady okay the person that runs the spaceport yeah she who will not be named <laughs> she was telling him about the conditions for the mission and the frog lady said she can't go into hyperspace because it would basically make her eggs infertile really yeah i didn't even realize that i was just pointing that out because i think that's kind of a bad it, it just seems like some shit you just made up so that they can't go into hyperspace yeah exactly like you live in the star wars universe and all of a sudden these one made up random species cannot go into hyperspace everything in this story is made up but it didn't seem believable yeah i agree we're on the same page dude this episode wasn't that good it was it felt a little more high stakes there was a kick-ass dog fight in it the end they got bailed out out of fucking nowhere Oh, Mando, all of a sudden, you're a good fucking guy. We're going to let you go. That was kind of fucking bullshit, right? I was like, wow, that is such a fucking cop-out. Mando, you have saved this guy, this guy, and this guy. All right, we're going to let you go, you fucking great guy. How is that even on record? Right, dude? Like, come on, dude. Are you serious? Who reported that to the New Republic? (laughs) Exactly. It was such a cop-out. The setting up of the story... To move forward, it was just ridiculous. You know what annoyed the fuck out of me? Was how he just had this little fixer gun, and he just fixer gunned everything. Oh, as far as repairing the ship? Yeah, repairing the ship. All of a sudden, he was able to repair shit. Like, all he had to do was take... I don't know, dude. That just bothered me for some reason. He did fix his ship in season one. So we know he has experience, at least. But I'm not saying they did it the right way in season one, either. Because he might have just used that bus shake, and I don't remember. I can't even remember, honestly. That didn't bug me too bad, but I was like, all right, you just showed two scenes where he's like welding something and then the whole ship is fixed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, he's doing a little weld here, a little weld there. All right, the bitch is good. Let's fucking take her out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It just feels like, bro, this is some fucking high-tech shit. He'd have to do a little more work than weld here, weld there. Yeah, there's no wire repair or anything. or Missing parts have to be replaced. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we're nitpicking it right now, but fuck this episode, dude. Shit. (laughs) Okay, positives though for this episode after coming off all those negatives. The creature designs, those were cool. I thought the frog lady was decent. She wasn't like, she was all right character and her hopping moves, those were sick. Her hopping moves were kind of goofy. (laughs) A little bit. When they're like hopping hopping away from the spiders as they're running away, did you not think it was kind of goofy? A little bit. It did look frog-like, though. Yeah, I guess. It just seemed kind of cheesy, seemed kind of CGI-y. Yeah. What was good was the score. The score was really good. Always, always, dude. And the cinematography as well, always. What's the name of the dude that does the score? Hans Jorensen? Gorensen? No, it's Ludwig Gorenson. Ludwig, sorry. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> combining like Hans and Ludwig Gorenson. <laughs> Dude, together. the ultimate creation of God. <laughs> to make one superhuman composer. Dude, that uh, <laughs> that would be magical. No one's ready for that shit. If that happened, I would, yeah, I would freak out. I'd, I would look at that child and just be like, holy fuck, you're here. You made it. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're here. Hans Gorenson. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Hans Gorenson, you made it. <laughs> you fucking stupid guy. <laughs> yeah, but it was good specifics. When Baby Yoda was going up to the eggs and, and cracking it open and eating it, and I was like, oh, what a harmless little guy. All of a sudden, the egg starts shaking and shit, and the music turned super scary, and I was like, oh, shit, this little bastard fucked up. What a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> he he <laughs> just started breaking open. And the, how hungry can a little bastard get? He's always eating shit, though. That's true. He is always eating shit. He's always inhaling shit is what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, he's not even really biting. He only has his baby baby teeth in anyway, so he just slurps it down. Yeah, maybe Mando just needs to give him a good breakfast once in a while. Doesn't seem like he ever eats. You know when Mando ends up going to sleep with the kid yeah. and wakes up to the X-Wings right next to him? Yeah. Do you think he took he takes his uniform off or does he does he sleep with his uniform on? He leaves it on, but he kind of adjusts the helmet so it's like halfway on so it can get a little fresh air, but then it's still easily accessible. What do you think it's like underneath that helmet? Holy crust and disgusting and sweat, dude. Time out. When he was walking back in the desert, back to Mos Eisley, right? Yeah. That's where that he parked his cruiser. Holy fuck, dude. He's got to have some great AC under his armor or something. Because I'm just imagining two suns beating down on you with some shiny-ass armor, dude. Imagine how hot that would be. That would get scorching hot. And he walked his ass. What I was thinking when I was watching that, how did the guys that got out there and set a trap for you, how did they get out there? Couldn't you just take their ride back in? Like, where was that? I didn't even think about that. For real, bro. They had to have cruisers to get out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Or some kind of animal, right? Yeah, or some kind of animal transport that they took there. And how did they know that Mando was going to be there at that time on that cruiser, zipping the, his ass? Driving through that specific little crevice of rocks <laughs> yeah yeah right it's like what the fuck dude are you serious right now maybe that's the main speeder bike path going through there though i i have no idea yeah that's true i mean yeah we could just be making assumptions dude honestly but this whole fucking episode just felt like another filler to me yes it didn't feel legit like we said stakes were kind of felt kind of high but by the end of it you still felt like okay nothing in the uh major plot line has been achieved at the same time as the stakes being high you're watching this and you're like are they really gonna fucking kill mando right here in this ice hole on episode two nah, nah i never i never felt like that the Mandalorian has not shown us that it's willing to kill characters like that. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have not shown us that they're like Game of Thrones level type savage, where they're ready to kill Baby Yoda or nothing. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they'll ever get that intense just because they're on Disney Plus. No, nah, they ain't ready for that. You know how awesome it would be if Disney actually gave their the people that work for them full creative liberty. This is your project. We want it to be. This genre, but go ham. But before all that, they didn't know fucking Baby Yoda was going to be such a hit. Do you think so? I think they knew people would like him for sure, but I don't know if... I don't think they knew to what level people would like him. Yeah. This is beyond what they were expecting. Natalie was telling me, because she went to Disney World yeah. a few couple of weeks ago, 
And she was like, literally everything Baby Yoda you could ever imagine they have. Baby Yoda keychains, Baby Yoda stuffed dolls, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda everything. They had it. I believe that. People fucking love that little bastard. <laughs> I mean, I love and him. they're just trying to cash out on it. How can you not love him, though? Do you not love him, Luke? If you don't love him, that's, that's understandable. No, that's not understandable. He's cute. <laughs> but you kind of have to love him, right? <laughs> I know he's always like, yeah! points at something man is like what <laughs> what you talking about <laughs> is he learning how to talk too because he was making some crazy gibberish noise at mando is he is he dude do you remember that i mean yoda obviously has learned how to talk how to speak whatever the human language yeah i think it's called basic or galactic basic i think it's what it's called. is that what it's called in the star wars universe galactic basic standard Okay, so that's what English is. Galactic Basic Standard. And that motherfucker needs to get with it. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, y- y- Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. When he said, I don't speak frog, I thought he was being legit. Not being legit, but kind of just joking. You know how people say, like, people speaking French are like, oh, you're speaking frog, or you're speaking ribbit, or shit like that. I thought he was kind of joking around. He was being speciest. Yeah, or, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, he's just being a fucking dick right now. But I guess he was being legit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the name of the language is frog from the human, the humans on Earth. I guess it makes sense then because the whole species was a bunch of eggs or his whole family. Her whole family was a bunch of eggs. So makes sense. Yeah, that's been one really weird part of me or part of this show as a whole for me is how they take terms that would seem that they would be unique to earth because it's like referencing things that would probably only exist on earth and it's using them in this faraway galaxy frog like that's an animal that only evolved to live on the earth yeah yeah for real dude and now you're all of a sudden you're using it for galactic intergalactic fucking shit it's like what <laughs> damn i feel like i'm i'm being way too nitpicky but i did that did bother me Either way, dude, Ross, let's rate this episode. After everything we talked about, yeah, it was kind of shitty, but it did feel like it had stakes, so I will rate it 85. I think you already said that, but I will rate it a solid 85. 85, okay. What do you say? Probably like 80 or 81. Actually, that's kind of fair. After the bailout at the end, oh, God, that was such a total bailout. Yeah. (laughs) It's just such a total, like, fucking... Written in fucking ex machina bullshit. All right, Mando, you're a good fuck. Like shooting, he comes out. Mando, you're a good guy. We'll let you go. It was kind of bullshit. It was like, what the fuck? All of a sudden, people are shooting. Dude, I didn't even think it was those pilots again. I thought it was like some type of rogue. Yes, because I thought the same thing. What did you think when all that shooting started happening? I thought it was some rogue organization that had found him or something. I thought literally the exact same thing. As soon as the lasers started flying, I was like, oh, is this some crazy society that lives under the ice that hunts these spider monsters? Right, right. (laughs) What? That's sick. Yeah. And then it was just the fucking pilots. I was like, bro, two pilots just annihilated all these motherfuckers. (laughs) You look like kind of a bitch right now. That's kind of what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you were not feeling it for Mando, okay? (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Mando. Did get bailed out. He's kind of like, oh, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Yeah. 
Mando's a total John Snow. Damn, dude, that is a good comparison. He doesn't want to build that up too much. Not one of John Snow's best qualities is his tendency to be bailed out. I mean, he was bailed out by Arya in the Darkest Hour. That's true. Or maybe he's a person who accepts help. He's like, I just want to bring us all together. Come together right now over me. <laughs> Never stop singing. It was, it was the best ever. <laughs> Never stop. Never fucking stop, dude. <laughs> Wait, so did you rate this? Did you rate this episode? Oh, yeah, I said eight, uh, 80 or 81 probably. I think that that's pretty fair. What did you say for the last episode? 83. I'll go with 80 for this one just so there's a solid number not like 83 okay yeah Yeah. wait wait wait. but what'd you say for the last episode this one i rated 80 but the the last one i rated 83 really you rated the last one higher than this one yeah come on this one did feel like it had higher stakes that's true but right most of the redeeming qualities of these two episodes have been the action and out of the two i think the first had better action even though two really Two, I think, had pretty good action uh, as well. You're right. Uh, I don't know, dude. Just seen a bunch of people get fucked up by some fucking fatty worm. Oh, but that didn't that didn't do it for me. Mando in Honestly. the beginning, though, in that gladiator place. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But what about Mando in the beginning of the of this episode? He just fucked up a whole horde of bitch ass bounty hunters, like smaller bounty hunters. This is true. And there was also that big-ass dogfight. That was pretty cool. And the dogfight. I'm a big stickler for action. I love action. The dogfight was cool. The fight at the beginning was pretty kick-ass. When he fucking launched that dude in the air with the with his jetpack, that was cool as fuck. Yeah, that was pretty sick. And he, That was fucking awesome. He sliced some guy. Yeah, when he got his gun pretty much taken from him, he sliced that dude. That was pretty sick. Hey. He was fighting with some kind of sword shit or machete. I don't know what it was. Yeah. The opening scene was was badass. Yeah. It was fun. And it was, at the, at first, I thought it was kind of real because he was on the speeder and it was in close look at the speeder like, and I was like, oh shit. Okay. So this is starting kind of realism like, and then all of a sudden they fucking tripped his ass. He destroyed them. After he destroyed them, I was like, okay, this is going to be another goofy episode. But the, at the beginning, the cinematography of him on the speeder, I thought it was realistic and pretty cool, but yeah, it ended up getting cut short. Yeah, I did. I did like the shot. It added to the intensity with the sounds of the motor and how close it was to the camera. Exactly, dude. The camera angles of it, it was all shaky and he's like moving super fast. So I was like, oh shit, something's going down right here. But I mean, it did kind of go down. Also, well, yeah, you're right. you're right. How, yeah, Baby Yoda tumbling on the ground. That scared me, man. <laughs> I was like, no, let him be. No, no, Baby Yoda. Do not touch him. Dude, I I feel like he's will be untouched, dude. <laughs> he's never dying. How can you kill Baby Yoda? Ah, dude, I don't know what he will do to get rid of Baby Yoda or what will happen to Baby Yoda, but it's not going to be death. <laughs> Imagine that's if right. they'd kill Baby Yoda off the most gruesome way possible. He <laughs> just gets his fucking head ripped off by some cracking looking motherfucker or something. <laughs> no, some some bird flies up, 
snatches Baby Yoda out of Mando's hands, throws him off a cliff, and he goes flying. And then a pack of birds descend on his body and rip out his entrails. And they're tearing him to pieces, while, and he's still alive. And he's just looking up at Mando, and like a tear just comes out of his eyes, and he's and then just gets decapitated by some alien that walked up. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's what they that's what they do on and that's season what they end the whole series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see like a single tear like run down Mando's mask and shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Baby Yoda yeah. lets out one last gasp of air and he's like, Mando. It's not no, no, it's not Mando. It's <laughs> he's gonna be a little baby Yoda. He still can't talk. Yeah, he's just still jibber jabbering. It That's seems true. like he, he's <laughs> learning though. He's learning some sounds. He's learning. He's nothing. learning something. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Those basic syllables, consonants, you know, vowels. He's getting them down. He's got a lot to go. He's still got the second and third grade to go through, but I think he's got kindergarten, first grade down pat. Yeah, straight up, straight up. That is one thing. How is he going to get, where is his education coming from? Is it just all Mando life lessons? But is he teaching him how to read and write? Also, some some frogadelic is hanging out with him. So yeah, probably learned some frog. He knows the force, so he's sensitive in the force. He's going to be a cultured person yeah straight up you think they're gonna reveal the species or will that stay a mystery i'd rather have that same mystery than them reveal the species i don't want them to reveal the species at all i agree with you but i feel like they might just because it's dave filoni and he's the most massive star wars nerd and i feel like he would do some shit like that possibly but he's also very respectful to the star wars name so i'm not i'm not sure and I also think they would have learned their lessons from George Lucas explaining midichlorians and shit like that. Oh, so you you think they just keep a lot of the shit in the dark? And I think if if they learn their lesson, then they would because they can just see what George did, and you know, look at that and be like, oh, this was probably a mistake because part of the whole appeal of this was the mystery and letting your imagination do crazy things think about all the reasons why the force could exist or not and george was like no it's tiny particles in your blood you fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah or it's tiny particles in your body or whatever i don't even know so i'm hoping they don't do that yeah i I, i'm with you dude i hope they don't reveal the species it'd just be nice to not know like what we were talking about with um the whole dance of dragons thing and the whole What's his name? Taking over Westeros. Oh, you want that to be legend. Aegon's Conquest. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I get, yeah. You want that to stay a legend. You don't want to see that because it's hard to replicate that and replicate that good enough for people to be like, oh, that was good. You know? Just let that be a myth, legend. Let that be cool in people's minds. Same with Yoda species. Just don't reveal it. Let that be a myth. Let that be a legend. Let that be cool in people's minds. That's how I think. I think I agree with that. A show could ruin that aspect if it covers that. 100%. Especially a show like Mando, which could either be cool as shit or could either be shitty as shit. Reveal shit that it doesn't need to reveal. You can also do that correctly. They can add to the lore without ruining it. But 
I'm just worried like, what's that the they. Show, what's the show it? that does that? What's the show that adds to the lore without ruining? It? Oh, what's uh, Clone Wars? Yeah, I was gonna say Clone Wars, which Dave Filoni made. And oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, it added that Darth Maul came back to life. That was really well done because it actually had a purpose for him, and he had a huge role in the story. So it, it was very impactful, and the way they explained it was pretty kick-ass too. He stayed alive from sheer will of the force. Just sheer anger was why he stayed alive. And he he crawled just into savagery. like the, Yeah, just <laughs> savagery. <laughs> and he crawled into the garbage chutes and engineered robot legs for himself and attached them to his body. That's some bamf shit right there. Yeah. Some bamf motherfucking shit, boy. <laughs> he went on a quest for revenge. Fuck yeah. We love that. That's kind of hardcore though. Yeah, pretty Pimpus. Olympus. <laughs> Pimpus Olympus. <laughs> yeah. Word. I feel like we got pretty good pot out right there. Yeah, I feel like we got some good content there. Fucking 58 minutes of talking. That's cool. Yeah. I hope it's down. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week for Amando episode three. If you could leave a rating, that'd be huge. We're trying to get to 500 ratings. And shout out to Julian, our editor. Great work as always. We'll see you next week. Later.